the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the Bible Live leaders. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Good evening, everyone. So glad to be with you this evening. I uh, went to Lackland Air Force Base this morning for the first time I taught. Uh, And the the, um, trainees were so gracious and so kind to me. Uh, It started off with a relatively small group for us. We usually have uh, classes of 100 to 120 Uh or 30. I had 64 young men and women. And they were very gracious and very patient. I had one man uh, write in the comment, your speech is perfect, so stop stop worrying (laughs) about it. Uh, it This night, and that comforted me uh, well. But most importantly, out of those 64 young people, 12 of them made the decision this morning to trust Christ and begin their journey with the Lord. Yeah. So that's exciting as well. What were, uh, what, were, what were they doing with when you were out? I mean, were they not having them or just? No, no. Our, our team came together. John, our, uh, we, have, we had the wonderful team of, I think, the most gifted, most dedicated teachers. Uh, nice. And they are teach the class, all the classes and bits in, and, and kind of went the extra mile. But um, I was just glad to be back, and they they convinced me that they were glad I was back too. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, uh, they are uh, uh, so somebody can fill the shoes, but it is pretty taxing physically. Dad has been up since five thirty this morning, and. Uh, and so it's a it's a pretty early morning for all of the volunteers. Yeah. I think there and are people a, who can do it, but, mm-hmm. but but filling his shoes that's a tall order. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's nice my feet aren't that big. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was a wonderful time, and I'm wonderful, wonderful. That sounded like uh, what's that? guy said wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, Was that Lawrence Welk? The Lawrence Welk. Yeah, that's right. Oh. I'm sounding like Warren uh, Lawrence Welk. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I am a little 
tired this evening. Here come the bubbles. But I'm going to be trying to speak as well as I can and be a help and assistant to Stacy as we discuss this tonight uh, the books of First and Second Kings. And we've spent a lot of time discussing these yeah. kings and what do we learn from from the things that uh, we see. It's it's complicated. Mm-hmm. One thing we said it's complicated. Mm-hmm. You almost you almost need a uh, a scorecard. To keep up with all all the players who's who's on first. Uh, you might say what's going on and. And but tonight we want to focus a little bit more on why we want we see these pattern we saw the twenty twenty two kings in in uh, Israel twenty twenty two kings in Judah and the south and coming and going and sounds good mm-hmm. many are bad we saw Ahab and Jezebel as they attempt to they attempt to uh, Introduced Baal worship mm-hmm. into Israel, uh, and we all these machinations and these mm-hmm. attempts to manipulate and, and gain power, mm-hmm. and we see uh, God moving in the midst of that, right. and so we can we can th- see the kings, some are good, some are bad, and so on, but we can also gather some principles mm-hmm. about. What was God doing, and why would He doing the things that we see uh, in Israel and Judah, and, and we can extrapolate from that? I think, Stacy, mm-hmm. and think about our own country. Mm-hmm. What is God doing with America now? Mm-hmm. We, I think, it's clear. I'm not trying to be alarmist. We tend, we are generally. Walking in the uh, in the opposite direction of, mm. from God, there are some things that are happening that are good. For example, the end of abortion very upon big, demand. Very it's big, very big. good, mm-hmm. and but the pressure is still there. Constant mm-hmm. pressure mm-hmm. to turn back from God to uh, introduce to be a. I was just listening well, yeah. to, to go by the influence of. In many ways, the rest of the world, I was listening to uh, a podcast called Legal Docket mm-hmm. on overturning Roe. And it's interesting. It started with the Missouri case, this particular podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a, oh, somebody was giving testimony. And before they were voting on it, uh, she was saying, I believe it was a woman, was just saying, you know, the, the U.S. is... One of only, I hope, I'm not going to get this completely right, but in terms of the Book of Kings especially, Mm -hmm. uh, but you're saying that basically the U.S. was our law, the only other countries in the world that have the law on the books like we do are uh, North Korea and China. (laughs) And she's Mm -hmm. like, do we really want to be in that company? And I just thought it was an interesting you know, it's an yes, interesting it note um, because in many ways Israel was called to be set apart, to be different, to be a light. And America is too. And We're not Israel. Right, we, right. And no. God had a different, entirely different right. purpose for them, mm-hmm. a covenant relationship. And he 
of the idea of bringing the Messiah mm -hmm. through their lineage and through David's lineage mm -hmm. and so on. But uh, we do have a calling on us as a nation. Right. We were birth. Right, especially birth. because of the way our country is yeah. set up. The, the nation, the people are the government. The people yeah. is, is supposed so. It is scary. Um, and so <laughs> as bodies of, of believers and as the as the church, um, it is important to oh. make those decisions and be set apart from. Exactly right. From from not necessarily other nations, as if other nations are, are are bad, but governments that are making um, or that are dictatorship and tyrannical, you know, of course, um, and the, uh, different and set apart. And though, but but of course, we govern ourselves. And leaders are important. As the, as the leaders go, one of the principles right. we've seen, mm -hmm. as the leaders go, so go the people mm -hmm. quite often. Mm -hmm. um, but we, I, I've often thought, I wonder what would have changed about Jesus' messages, his sermon. You have said this before. And, yes. and Paul's, mm -hmm. if, they, if they were to present their messages in the context of a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a republic, a republic, republic uh -huh. where, where people choose, actually choose mm -hmm. the leaders. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, I don't wonder what would happen and what would be the difference. But um, anyway, that's the way I think you envision the program tonight is that we want to center in uh, Yes, on what happened, who came, and and, and what is happening. Uh, Israel is being attacked by Ram. Then Ram gets defeated by uh, Sennacherib from Nineveh, from Syria. Mm -hmm. So the power base changes to Assyria. Mm -hmm. But God is at work preserving Israel, even though they're mm -hmm. from Ahab and Jezebel and Baal mm -hmm. worship. Jehu is a primary figure there, yes. and would let's let's talk a little bit about why these things. Why did God tell Elijah right. to anoint Jehu to anoint Hazael, mm -hmm. the king of Ram, yes. to, to Elijah to, to be his mm -hmm. continuer? Mm -hmm. And let's talk about a little bit about if we can. Yeah. But the why and what we see God doing and why he did it, mm -hmm. God in his ways. Mm -hmm. And then we can perhaps apply, if we understand God and his ways, we may be able to understand more what he's doing in our world today, in our land and even in other nations mm -hmm. as well. Yes, well. And that's about all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, please no. Um, well, thank you, Dad. I, I guess real quickly, just you are listening to the Bible Live. Thank you so much for for tuning in. Um, if you just now are, that is Soapy, our host, and he and my dad. And um, thank you so much, Dad, for being here. Uh, I don't know if I, I'll go ahead and real quickly say it. About two months ago, is it about two months now, Dad? 
a month little, and a half. Almost. Oh, almost just shy of two. Okay. Uh, he, Dad, had a hemorrhage stroke, and so his speech is a little bit affected. He's still working on it, but boy, he's come so far from <laughs> from where when it first happened. And so we just continue to thank you for. Oh, your wow. prayers, oh, those yes. that have been praying, and if you are just hearing this and uh, have a moment and have a heart to do it, um, continue praying for my dad and just his, um, and just his speech to be able to come back. And I got, I got to tell you, people here at work will ask me oh. how how's Soapy doing, oh. and I'll tell them, and they'll be filled with joy. Yeah. You know, like, oh, that's really oh, good news. Yeah. Great to hear. Oh, everyone <laughs> Thanks, has John. been so kind, yes. really. Well, when you told me you taught at Lackland, this, I was that was. Because I, I know what a joy that is for you. Um, yeah. And so that was they really neat very, to hear. So nice. Hey, tell, don't oh. forget to tell the folks a little bit about the day of prayer as yes well. that's right the so Thursday. okay so this is a uh, yes so this past week we have um we read so uh you can go to biblelive.com and listen to the readings on the website or the podcast you can search on um i know it's on that's spotify right. but uh we read we finished up the book of second kings and then very excitingly and very appropriately in terms of the timing we went into the book of acts and so we started Acts on uh, Wednesday, I believe, just before no, uh, on, Friday. It was on Friday. So the just day the day after. after our National Day of Prayer, which was on Thursday, and is just a wonderful turnout. Um, thank you for, of course, that the turnout at least at Main Plaza. I know yes. that many of you were turning out to pray um, that whole day, and not not there right. in, in person, but in spirit. But it was a wonderful event. Um, uh, the mayor gave the proclamation as he always does, or uh, let's see, have we ever she? Yes, over the years, he or she has always done. It was in front of San Fernando Cathedral, and uh, just a, a wonderful, a wonderful time. Yeah. Um, it's certainly a hard. It's been a. It seems like every week, the news is a difficult. There's difficult yeah. news, and I know this was a tough week in weekend in Texas, and so. You know, we when, pray, when but we continue that, to pray. When did that, that happened happen? on Saturday. Saturday, about uh, just after three, about three thirty, I believe it was. They were uh, talking mm-hmm. about the shooting, a mass the shooting, the one up up there near yeah. Dallas, yes. Allen, yes. Allen, Texas. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's uh, when we when we it's. I thought it was just as far as scripture and the Bible, going from Kings and then to Acts uh, was a real. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing as, as difficult and as hard as these news is, as devastating as it is, you know, we, we know that there is hope. We know that he is coming. He came and he's coming again and we have help here. He, he sent his spirit. We are not alone and he is a comforter. He is, he is our peace. He is, um, and he and he does bring power too, um, and sometimes that's a little bit upside down in what that looks like, um, and sometimes we might not know how he is moving, but we can trust that he is moving. And this is exactly what you were talking about, Dad, in terms of kings. I mean, Ahab and Jezebel are the king and queen of Israel. How could this happen? She is the high priest's daughter of Baal, and he is 
evil and wicked, and they look exactly like all the other countries. They're sacrificing children. They're worshiping other gods. They're she had him kill their neighbor because her husband said one day, "Oh, I want uh, he's got a nice piece." property there yes and so she had him killed her husband get to have his property i mean it's just right but but we see things going on today in our country in our land uh with sometimes with our leaders but many times just the people and you said it a while ago we're living in in a land where the people are actually were ruled by self-rule, mm-hmm. and that's what make it makes it difficult. Yes, which is also way. interesting since Saturday was election day. Yeah, uh, so it's a lot of things right now coming together that are um, very well. I mean, so as far as how what it was God doing, is that still how He works? And who is he using and how is he using them? Uh, you know, we've got this, how do you solve a problem like Ahab and Jezebel? Yeah. <laughs> well, God said, we send in Jehu. <laughs> Whoa. And, and it's, Je- Jehu yes. was king for 28 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, he was, he, he was a little bit of a... Um, it, more than throwing a monkey wrench into the works, it's mm-hmm. like throwing a bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, he right. really took care of the situation, and he probably was over overzealous mm-hmm. in his work in actions. Right. Wait, did, did you have a? Oh, <laughs> John looked like he had a. Well, I thought this was an interesting. Uh, Article, Dad, you found this and printed this. And one of the, uh, it just says a brief overview of the history of Israel's kings may provide a stark reminder that the history of Israel, and this is a good uh, description, is a violent and often bloody saga of political turmoil, shifting power, deception, conflict, division, war, betrayal, and rebellion. It really, it really is. And that's <laughs> not what we expect so, to read in a nice religious, no, religious right. book. You right. know, it's supposed to be all nice and peaceful, but right. that's not reality. Right. And when, you know, what is the uh, art, uh, art imitating life? Or, mm. Is that right? Life imitating art, which is mm. the saying. <laughs> I guess it's <laughs> One both. One of those two. <laughs> yes. But, you know, it was also, this is just a... Uh, you know, this this weekend, or was it? Yeah, I guess it was this. Uh, it was the coronation? Of course, that's not very interesting. Yes. Yeah, another good observation, right? And uh, just speaking though of I mean, that's very. So if you're reading the Bible, and you know, and it is just kind of what we would think is kind of made up stories, you wouldn't necessarily. There's nothing as um, nothing as interesting as, as real life, right? I couldn't make this stuff up, right? That's the saying. Uh, kings, you you can't make this stuff up. I know it. And when we write stories and fairy tales and things, uh, it's because we get it from the the real life, how you know, fascinating yeah. the real life intrigue that uh, actually happened. And yeah, here in, in you this, saw but, you saw Queen. Queen Elizabeth, mm-hmm. uh, we saw her c- celebration of her retirement, wasn't it? Wouldn't it? What we saw recently. 
Elizabeth Wendy Hill? Queen. Well, when, yeah. she, when she died. She died we, last, last September. But, but, you mean before? Oh, that's right. But, but we saw her, her, her funeral. Her jubilee. Her jubilee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she put together her funeral. Right, right. And all about Christ. Yeah. Christ, the same grace of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It was very encouraging mm-hmm. for believers mm-hmm. at observing. Mm-hmm. Now we look at Charles, and he said, "No, I, I really want to honor all faith." Oh, I didn't. And um, I didn't watch it to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Mom, not for any reason. I, just I didn't either. Watched Mom it watched it, okay. and she was contrasting mm. the one with the other. Mm. And, and I don't know know enough to pass judgment, mm-hmm. but there is there's something that makes a difference, mm-hmm. a difference mm-hmm. I see in in people's lives. Mm-hmm. But that's going on. Yeah, right. it's another change, another mm-hmm. something that uh, could God right. have a reason. I mean, we could very well be right in the midst of. I mean, we could. If if uh, if God is still penning, penning, putting pen to paper, uh, our story, and if I mean, which I think there there is revelation talks of the book, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and He's writing all these things down, kind of, and, and our names are written in, in that the book. book yeah, uh, but we very well could be. It's all. It's it's all still happening. Yeah. we've we've got violence. We have. Uncertainty. We have good, godly men and women who are fighting the good fight, running the race, who are spreading the good news. Uh, we have kings, we have queens, we have governments, we have, uh, and, but all of it. Uh, so I love any time I say the word government, I cannot help but think of that. The government will sit on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but. And, and and ultimately, I mean, that is the beauty of the Book of Acts and what we get to in, on Friday. You're um, eager. We are living. You're eager to get out know, of the king to get of, into Acts, aren't you? It yeah, it's true, actually. But I, what you open this with, and we only have a couple more minutes left in this segment, and so um, maybe we'll come back to this. Last week, I think we had left, we had put some questions out there, and one of them was, um, what did God tell Elijah to do? Uh, Elijah was very depressed. This is after the big standoff with the priests, the other high priest and, of, Baal. Uh, of Baal on Mount Carmel. Ahab and Jezebel were the victorious, uh, or not victorious, they were there pushing. And, mm-hmm. But he was victorious, but then they threatened him. Yes. He had to run, go. And it's really interesting to me that what God did was let Elijah know. He refreshed him, God mm-hmm. gave him food, mm-hmm. rested him, and then he told him. More food. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got, I'm going to take care of this problem. Right. And there you had these three people that yes. we were told yes. to uh to anoint. Yes, and so uh, I have a we have a good friend um, at our church whose wife just passed away. She was oh I think almost eighty, mm. and uh, we at the funeral. Um, none of his children, none of their children live in town, but um, we saw the daughter and asked her, how can we help and assist you know, your dad? And she said, keep him busy, give him a mission, give him something to do. And I think that's another sweet 
way, you know, God fed Elijah. Elijah got some rest. God gave him more food and then kept him busy. He said, yeah. I've got something for you. I need you to, uh, and, and that is often, you know, thank you, Lord, for giving me um, a mission, for giving me purpose, for giving me um, direction and a path. And that path was, so uh, he told Elijah, I've got a plan. You mm-hmm. are to go back and you are to anoint uh, Jehu. Uh, and then the, who was it? The king of Aram, which is, I'm sure, a hard... That's exactly what he said. And Hazael. interesting that if you'd read that, you see, okay. uh, you, you can see why he chose those three people. So it's in First Kings. It's chapter 19. And it's 15 through 17, if you want to follow, or just as a reference. But you shall anoint Hazael, king over Aram. You shall also anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, the son of Jephat, Shaphat of Abel-Meholah, as prophet in your place. And it shall come about that the one who escapes from the sword of Hazael, Jehu, shall put to death. And the one who escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha, shall put to death. Um, so you can see God declared war here. <laughs> right. That, and it, it, it was solving Elijah's problem. Right, right. Elijah, I, I think Elijah had to be a little bit encouraged. Right. Because that God is, weighing God in is, now. Got, <laughs> that's he's yeah. got the heavy weight. Uh, that is encouraging. And we can all have that same assurance. I mean, when he said on that's the right. cross that it is finished— it is finished. That victory, it is it is won. Death will not be the last word uh, for those in Christ. Right. And uh, so, yes, I can imagine, Elijah, this is a very will. This is, this is gospel with a small g. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is a real-world solution. It's not, right. it not by in the sky. Mm-mm. God... Yes. And so when that was actually, so that was the answer uh, to the last question that we had last week, what God told Elijah and who to anoint. That's our music. So we're going to come to a break. We're going to come back to Jehu uh, in the second, uh, second segment. You're listening to the Bible Live. Stay with us. And again, you are listening to the Bible Live. Feel free to call in 210-340-9585. We might have some more questions in this next segment. If you have any comments just about current events, current things that are happening, or the Book of Kings or Acts, we'd love to hear from you. 210-340-9585. to the Bible live with Soapy Dollar. Sweet song of salvation and let your laughter fill the air. Sing that sweet, sweet song of salvation and tell the people everywhere. Oh, sing that sweet 
sweet, sweet song of salvation to every man in every nation. Sing that sweet, sweet song of salvation and let the people know that Jesus cares. Oh, that's too fun. I've loved that song. Oh, look at me. As you sing it, and you'll see people everywhere. To those who stop and listen, your sweet song becomes their prayer. Because oh, when you know a wonderful secret, <laughs> I know it's supposed well, to come well, in, well, but... you tell it to <laughs> your friends. Go on and tell them that a lifetime with Jesus is like a street that never ends. Oh, that is great, right, John. That was fun. Uh, You know what? uh, So my son, his school had a benefit, so kind of a performance and things on Friday evening. And the second graders, they opened, their little part opened with that song. And I, I truly was like, I thought... Wait, no, that's my dad's. <laughs> I didn't know that was an actual song. They, actually knew, they that knew that song. song. I know. I've never heard it um, yeah. by anybody, but you. They didn't so do the weird. the. Uh, oh, uh, well, as you uh, tuck them into bed, <laughs> they, yeah, they yeah. didn't do that part. So yeah. I like I like your part. Well, I <laughs> suppose uh, like that movie that uh, recently was on the movie uh-huh. about. The Jesus, Jesus movement, Revolution. the Jesus mm-hmm. Revolution, uh-huh. that was one of the, the songs from that era. I'm getting tired to yes. my my voice is going, but that that was one of the songs of that era. I and so the kids would pick up pick up on it, and the, mm-hmm. the teachers. That's yes, great. Oh, I think yeah. there were some great old songs. I was in a, that oh, age. it's a wonderful. Oh, they in were. Yes, time. they really were. Well. You are listening to The Bible Live, and uh, this is that is Soapy Dollar, and he is here. His voice is getting a little tired, a little weak. It's been a long day, and so um, he's, going to, uh, he's going to give our insight and hopefully make sure I'm not saying anything wrong. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm Stacy, his daughter, and we're so glad you're with us and listening. Uh, we're going through the book of Second Kings, really, um, this week, but we've been in... In Kings, First and Second Kings, last week we talked a little bit about how it came about that those became First and Second Kings and when that happened. And uh, this week we're going to really look a little bit more of that story of, of well, Ahab and Jezebel, and I, I don't, you know, they that was a, a problem, a really big problem. And Elijah was our, probably the first major prophet. Um, in the Bible, and he has just defeated the high priests of Baal at Mount Carmel. But Jezebel is saying swift rep- rep- retribution. She's going to kill him. Elijah's depressed. I mean, it's just here there was this victory, and yet she's still on the throne and has this power. There. And so he runs. He's depressed, and God says, I'm going to solve this for you. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, I'm in control. And he tells Elijah to go back, and he's to anoint Jehu, uh, and then Hazael. Anoint and run. I know. <laughs> that's, yeah. And that's right. So anoint him and then run, because Jehu is, he's, he's tough. He's, uh, he's not who you would expect um, yeah. to be a, I mean, he kind of gets a, a little bit of a good review. Uh, mm-hmm. So there are 22 kings in both the north northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. 
um, I guess I can't really say. Well, yes, at this point, they're, they are kingdoms still. Uh, the north, though, only lasts, I think, 208 years before they fall to Assyria. No, no. Assyria, yes. And then um, then the south, that lasts a little bit longer, about 350 years before they fall, of course, to Babylon. And so uh, the north, though, never, they fall to Assyria and they never return. They are scattered. They are never to come back. Uh, The south, they are exiles in Babylon. That's Daniel. Uh, and uh, Jer- Jeremiah even, st- uh, but they under Cyrus do get to return, and so you know they come back, and Nehemiah builds the wall, and so. Uh, but we're right before all of that, and they're so well, uh, right before we're twenty, mm. we're two hundred and <laughs> two hundred eight years before, I guess. But uh, there are twenty two kings in both kings, so the twenty two kings on the north um, have very short reigns, just because they get through twenty two kings and. About a hundred and fifty less years, but uh, and then in the south they have twenty-two kings spread out. Anyways, a little, so a little more, a little more stability, stability yeah. uh huh. And then they have the buffer of you know they're they're a little bit farther from Assyria and Aram. Um, but we so we have Jehu who is uh, and oh I guess as far as the reviews, uh, who this is likely being written. Let's see after. Uh, the exile in Babylon. So we're thinking Kings is most likely written by, was it Ezra? Do we think that, uh, who is? The, that's one of the possibilities. One of the possibilities. Uh, the, you could say written or compiled mm-hmm, right. because they had various sources that they mm-hmm. cited. Right. And, and we read about yes. uh, this was written in the book of Kings. Right. The Kings, and uh, I don't know if we have an excellent copy of the Book of Kings or that they cite, right. but they gathered information mm-hmm. to write this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, whoever is gathering and what was gathered, they're reviewing these kings not so much from a geopolitical, I mean, how they were as politicians or how they were as a, they they review them as were they faithful to God? Were these kings and uh, and all twenty two in the north? Not a single one gets a good review. No, they were not. And in the south, only a few, only a handful. But Jehu actually does get a check mark, yeah. uh, which you you know you wouldn't. Know. Again, Elijah was told anoint him and run, and for good reason. And he's violent, uh, but boy, he he takes out. Ahab and Jezebel and Herlin, he wipes. Now, he doesn't completely. I guess uh, he still leaves a couple of high priests um, still. So that's maybe a little bit of a, a, you know, well, it's a little bit of a failure. But as far as uh, the the main problem of Ahab and Jezebel, he, uh, he, he absolutely, he, I mean, for, I don't know if this isn't okay, but they, he's, a king slayer. I mean, he yes. he wipes them out. Um, and, and not only the king, but the his line is a lineage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was one seventy. Ahab mm-hmm. had seventy children. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, when when I read that, I thought I did part of the immorality of of. Uh, that what's going on, I believe, but 
he killed all 70 of his children as well. Well, and this was, so I think, <laughs> I, speaking I, of. I don't know what to do with I that. I know, right? Yes. Well, this was one of the, you know, when we were looking at Kings, I think the takeaway, you know, we, there's, there's a couple lessons that we can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is violent, and then that is, and that is very difficult. We can we can see, and I th- when there is sin, when there is a turning away from from God, I like that the path the path of sin is never going to lead to peace. Is never the path of peace. Sin yeah. and peace do not do they? They're like oil and water. And so, uh, which is a is a good thing um, because a lot of if you if there is that turmoil, and it's not always the case. I mean, I don't mean, but um, you know, maybe the the from Paul, you know, so much was happening, or so, uh, but he had that joy still. You know, you yes. think of joy, but, yeah. and it's that same idea with with peace um, when there's obedience, when there's trust, when there's faith. I like how you always say faith is the uh, d- the um, currency of the kingdom. Faith yeah. is the currency of the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, when there's faith and you're walking in that by that, let peace be your guide. There is a peace that passes all yeah. understanding. When there is sin, when there is, yeah. uh, when you're passing laws that go against scripture, but you think I have to do this because it's going to, it's not, it's not the path of sin is never the path of oh, peace. peace. And uh, I and and Jehu said it. I thought it was when um, Jehu, I guess, caught up with Jerome right at, at Jezreel, yeah. who was the former king of Israel, and he asked Jehu, "Have you come in peace?" <laughs> and I love Jehu's response. He says, "What peace? So long as the harlotries of your mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many, what peace? There's no peace. You know, <laughs> it's impossible to come in peace. You've already. <laughs> we're, this is not a peaceful. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I'm I'm sure what you know, Jerome was was really meaning is, are you here to destroy me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I like did- that Jay who calls it out. Because yeah. um, you know, I think a lot of times, um, you know, where have are you are you come in peace? Meaning. Are you going to threaten my power structure? Are you going to threaten and being able to say it's not working? There's no peace currently. Um, I just thought that was interesting. And Jehu reigned for 28 years mm-hmm. and uh, eradicated Baal worship. Yeah. But And that might be a good question for folks to ask, answer. What did... What ultimately did Jehu do to uh, wipe out the prophets of Baal? Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know exactly where that is in our questions. I think it's in there somewhere. But if someone can answer that question, we got a good prize for you. We'd like to know what did Jehu do? And it, it doesn't seem it seems uh, a little wild and and he was but what did he do to finish wiping out all the prophets of Baal okay. and that were from, uh prominent uh in this period okay 
I don't I don't know where he is, Stacy. I, I, <laughs> where that question? That's all right. Yeah. Mostly, as long as you know where the answer is. <laughs> yeah, as long as you know the answer. <laughs> well, if you would like to call in either to answer that, I'm going to ask a couple more questions too because I um, love that this part of scripture, especially, brings in so much uh, history and Assyria, Babylon. Um, Aram, uh, Egypt, where, what are these countries? And it also, I think, magnifies just the, uh, the location where God chose to plant Israel, how it is very strategic. And maybe even at that time when they're wandering through the desert or whatnot, or they're, why are we here? Or what is this? Yeah. But God had a very specific purpose and reason. And it's just really fun to, to read about these other kingdoms and what was happening in the world around them and how that all culminates and comes together. Um, and so we'll have a couple more questions. But if you would like to call in, 210-340-9585. How did Jehu ultimately destroy all of the uh, prophets. prophets of Baal? Uh, the other, I think some of the other just kind of larger picture as far as King's lessons God is sovereign. He is in control. Even when you think, how in the world could he be working and moving in, in these circumstances? He is, absolutely. And, I, and, and we can see that. And we can see how it all came together. Uh, ultimately, I mean, it's not just uh, when it comes to Babylon and and then I mean even in Samaria and but when we get to Acts, you know, getting to read all of this and how that all sets the stage. I mean, you were even talking about how when Assyria would conquer another people, they would uh, take them. They would not allow the people to stay in their land. They would remove them, exile them, and often enslave them. And when they people had to leave, they would often have to have a hook through their nose and chains and often and sometimes have to carry the bodies of the dead the dead their own countrymen after fighting or and uh, Paul references that in uh, the New Testament in, and in talks Romans, about where, right. in Romans I think he is he said uh, oh uh, wicked or I don't know but he said who can remove from me this body of death. Oh. He, he, mo- he uses the imagery. Right. right. Uh, Which to, they would have all known. I mean, it would have yes. been, this is their history. To point is, out mm-hmm. that we, as uh, believers, we carry an old nature mm-hmm. on us. Right. But who's going to help us defeat our old nature mm-hmm. and learn to walk holy? And he right. asked that question Who shall remove from us uh, right. its body of death? And then he said, mm-hmm. Thanks be unto God through the Lord Jesus Christ is doing that. Which is also such a, you know, that would have been, it it evokes these images. It's the smells even, the experiences, and it's a very traumatic, you know, what today we would call trauma. (laughs) You know, very, Mm -hmm. I don't mean to laugh at it. I mean, it's very real, but a traumatic, uh, I guess I just feel like they probably lived with a lot of trauma. Um, but how how can you remove these things that you've smelled and uh, seen and that are seared into your mind? And it really does 
take and we might think that today too these experiences and traumatic things and horrible i mean i'm sure many of us have experienced awful things and you think how could i ever forget this how can i unsee this un and god can do it god can do it that's what he's in the business of doing that (laughs) he can remove this uh this body, this this death that clings to you, and it's an image though from this from kings from what is happening and, and in ultima- that time. Ultimately, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, right. he's going to do it. What is it? You always, uh, it's the peace. He he uh, he. One we he, we have been saved from the punishment we have been saved from the penalty of sin we are being saved from the the power power of sin and ultimately someday we will be saved from the very presence of sin can you imagine (laughs) the plan and he guaranteed it he's done he got a good batting average up to now that's right he he took care of it i I found that passage by the way that tells about how jehu Saw the problem ultimately of these priests of Baal. Okay. It's Second uh, Kings, chapter ten, uh, around verse eighteen to twenty. Okay, it's do you want me very to read creative. It? Would you? Should I read it? So we're at Second Kings ten, eighteen. 18. So then Jehu called a meeting of all the people of the city and said to them. Ahab's worship of Baal was nothing compared to the way I will worship him. Therefore, summon all the prophets and worshipers of Baal and call together all his priests. See to it that every one of them comes. For I am going to offer a great sacrifice to Baal. Anyone who fails to come will be put to death. (laughs) But Jehu's cunning plan was to destroy all the worshipers of Baal. Yep. Should I keep going or t- <laughs> we it. get the oh, idea? They come. Oh, wow. We're going to celebrate. Jehu, Jehu. And he just went in and cleaned the house. Wow. And then he bought, they gathered it in the temple of Baal. Oh, yes. He, he slaughtered them and then he destroyed the building. Mm, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, when you think, though, of what these, I mean, these were not good guys i mean you, you know it, it, it's that's a tough thing for us to to and that's and that's good that's okay i think i mean life has value and human life you know we we never it's not our place and these um, were the times the right time, that was the that was the arena that was the or the way things mm-hmm. were dealt with mm-hmm. and they had they had had their fair share. These were murderers. I mean, really, mm-hmm. these priests were not good men, and so I. It made but even though on. it still sort of blanches us, it's we read hard. it and go, "Wow!" Yes, yes. But he is in control. He has a a plan and a purpose, and. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and we yeah. have to trust and well, obey that trust. I want to make sure that. I'm on the right side <laughs> of That's what right. he's doing, uh, mm-hmm. and, that, and that we can know we are mm-hmm. uh, walking with the Lord and trusting Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were, uh, let's see, you had we had that 
question. Uh, how did Jehu go about accomplishing killing all of the priests? We just read that to you, so we went ahead mm-hmm. and answered that one. But I thought it was interesting that you, you had asked, I'm not sure if this is out there either, but what was the capital of Aram? So this is going to be kind of a geography. <laughs> a, it's good. It's good, uh, yes. What was the capital of Aram? What was the capital of Assyria? You named it earlier, and it's uh, probably well equally. They're both. They're all pretty famous. You'll yes. And then uh, one is still uh, active today. Yes. 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 So the capital of Aram, the capital of Assyria. And what was the capital of Israel in the north at the time that they were conquered? And all of those cities definitely still come into play, um, well, uh, in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe not the capital of Assyria as much, (laughs) but that's because of Rome. (laughs) Because Rome entered the picture. And and that that city, I don't think, exists today it was um, dealt with it was dealt with <laughs> jehu style no yeah. I, um but yes those are it, it's all it is very interesting and well let's should we should we preview a little bit of the book of acts or <laughs> i'm telling you i'm i'm excited about acts. She, she's excited about the book of acts One and, of, yeah. and i am too uh the book of acts can actually be seen as uh, almost like this, but it's a victorious time. Yes. You, you got the Roman Empire right. is very wicked, right. and very corrupt, mm-hmm. and so the Roman Empire is in control, but God is moving. God is mm-hmm. in control, and, and right. you got. Paul, right. we got this Jewish rabbi who yes. was threatening and, and torturing Christians. Right. And all of a sudden, he turned around. And next thing you know, he's leading, sharing the message of the gospel to the Gentile world. Mm-hmm. And turn, they one point in, in Ephesus, it said, they, these are the guys who are turning the world upside down. <laughs> and, and they were. Yes. And it, just in the sound right. and view of, yes. the, of the kings, right. but more victorious. Right, right. Well, it also, we see, too, once we get to Rome and to Jesus' birth, how all along, even the, the, even the Assyrians defeating the northern empire, you know, and there were probably some that that knew the truth knew true. the one true god but they were scattered all throughout exactly right and then you get babylon i mean coming and taking daniel and it, and scattering the, but then sending them back so there's still a presence and there's still a but god has just so strategically placed his people now at this point throughout that region. And so then when Rome comes along and when the gospel comes along and churches start to, they're already established all around and uh, and the seeds have been planted and then they hear that name Jesus and they know it's that's yeah. who, that is, that's it. That's and, what we've been waiting for. Yeah, the benefits they see 
hearken many of those benefits hearken all the way back to Daniel. Yeah, oh yes. They have their roots in right. Daniel. Having said that. Having taught things and said things. The, the wise men yes. knowing that he was to be born in Bethlehem. Yes, yes. Oh, well, that's the end of our second segment. Hope you enjoy this music. We'll be back uh, in a little bit. Hang with us. that from the Assyrian conquest, you see that the, the uh, Babylonian conquest. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we move forward mm-hmm. it, to the book of Acts, and we've come now to the Roman uh, Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Ad- Alexander the Great uh, conquered the Babylonians, mm-hmm. and then finally his, as, as Daniel predicted, his kingdom divided into four, yes. and one of them became eventually Roman Rome's leader, yes. and then Rome spread power. Mm-hmm. Now we're go- we're going to watch the same different time, different different era. Equally cruel, the Romans were cruel and very efficient, but that's not the focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the cool it's not about building uh israel the the earthly israel mm-hmm. now now it's time for the, the spiritual israel to right. to explode across the Roman empire mm-hmm. and that's an exciting mm-hmm. exciting book well and one of the things that i think is I think one of the things that is very unique, you, you, when we were talking, I guess, in Acts, uh, so in Acts, of course, that's most famous for, that's the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's mm-hmm. when uh, the Holy Spirit is comes to us, and, uh, and that's in Acts chapter 2. And you had said, what set the stage? Why that timing? And speaking, I guess, of setting the stage, you, maybe hindsight is twenty twenty, but you also see... Rome, a big part of that, I don't think like any other major empire of that time, the one thing, Roman, yes, cruel, but the idea of citizenship with Rome was very, very powerful. I mean, you think, you know, Paul, several times, he gets let off the hook because he's a citizen of Rome. That's a big, it carries some weight. It carries... And there's something, I think, very um, kingdom 
minded, very kingdom like about that. Just and a, benevol- a, a taking care of your citizens. And you know, mm. one thing that they did, the Romans, was those roads. Those the roads. Yes, primarily, I guess, when they were first being built, it was to move the armies. But it ended up being great commerce and a way for people, ordinary people who ordina- you know, would not have a way to travel safely, to be able to travel safely and to go see their cousins and their, you know, their grandparents. Maybe you know, they probably all lived, yeah. but to be able to go and and. Um, you know, visit another farm. Yeah. <laughs> I just say. But on, to, on, the, on these major highways, yes. every 70 kilometers, mm-hmm. there was a Roman garrison. Ah, uh, yes. So those roads the were safe. Yes, the Pax Romana, they right. talk about the peace, mm-hmm. was a relative, relative peace to the world right. that, in which the gospel got sowed into. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so you have that happening, and 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 so there, and even you know a, a Roman where you've you've got Julius Caesar being assassinated, you've got Octavian and Augustus going to war, you've got Cleopatra and Mark Antony killing themselves. So I mean, there's still all of that. Yes, the violence and the, but you also see that God is working and setting. Stones, literally, mm-hmm. um, for the spread of the gospel and to build a citizenship, a kingdom of a new type of person. And that's where we also get, um, you know, you said it as far as the Holy Spirit and the timing. It's because why did he come when he came? Why did the Holy Spirit descend then? Jesus had accomplished. He had done it. He had become the firstborn of the twiceborn. I love that saying of yours, mm-hmm. Dad. He's he was the prototype, prototype yes, uh, of the new believer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the new believer, the, the newborn, is baptized in the Spirit. It has, uh, we, are, mm-hmm. we are no longer vessels unworthy and un, and not holy unworthy of of his presence we are the tabernacle now and it's so cool <laughs> to read that yes. in Acts. and you see so peter fun. i mean what a what a fun chance for me little peter yeah <laughs> all sweet denying jesus peter yeah um getting up there in his uh his sermon and you know he it's as if his uh, well, I, I just love it. My favorite part is Peter opening up with saying, these people are not drunk, <laughs> as some of you are assuming. And then the next one, nine o'clock is way in the morning is much too early for that. <laughs> it's like, which I just think is great. But um, and then he and then he just recalls those passages from Joel and uh, he brings to mind it's as if everything clicks you know and he is just on fire and it's awesome um i think my other favorite moment is it's peter and john right walking Mm -hmm. and they're going by the the temple gate the beautiful gate and there's Mm -hmm. that man that's begging and asks for money and they say we don't have silver and gold have we none but what we have we'll give to you and they share the good the news of the gospel. Rise up and walk. I just love it. It's, 
How exciting yeah. and what an exciting time to be alive. And, and, and that's us currently. I mean, we are currently in that era still of, um, of the Holy Spirit. They suffer still. Right. They suffer. Oh, yes. They're flogged, they're beaten, they're yes. punished, they're threatened. Mm-hmm. And yet the overriding sense that you get is victory, mm-hmm. victory. God is on the move. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so exciting to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two, Now, Jesus, Jesus had died, Jesus resurrected, and it's significant that the, uh, the book opens with the final step he ascended right. to the Father. Yeah. So the work of the Messiah, his redemptive work, was done. Mm-hmm. And so then it w- that was the time then for the Spirit to fall mm-hmm. and uh, on the people of God. When yeah. we are born again, uh, the Spirit is poured out on us. Mm-hmm. And we're, I, the, the power of that, it's just amazing. Well, it's awesome. I mean, I, I've heard, well, really once, but maybe, it, but it's like a reverse Babel. You know, the Tower of Babel, man's yes. attempt, you know, when we think of languages and the scrambling of languages and people being understood or not understood, mm-hmm. you think of Pentecost and you think of Babel, right? And Babel was all the wrong all, all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. They were trying to reach God. You know, they were trying to, uh, uh, in they their They were own- trying to make sure that God didn't, can't judge them anymore. Right. And yes. Escape, escape God. God. Be at his level. We're trying to, t- and, uh, you know, and God comes and scrambles the languages and they can't, nobody can understand and they have to. And they have to spread out, yeah. whereas they've. And now here you have Pentecost, who've come from from you know from where all from different places, but they're all together. They're speaking the same languages, yeah. And and then he scrambles the languages. I mean, they all start speaking different, but they can all understand one another. Yeah. And uh, they and they begin and they spread out, but it's a whole different. It's yes. the reverse Babel. I had God, never thought God of came that. to them. That, that it's very, Isn't very that right. Sweet, right? Yes, and just uh, and they're 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 scared. You know, they're they're in a home. They're uh, they're humble. They're they know the truth, but there's no. They realize God came down to us. There's no we're trying to reach Him. There's and what God will do and how He'll work in that kind of a heart is. Uh, is yeah. is everything everything that I'm sure that the Babel people were really hoping you know they I think that there's a there's a a god shaped vacuum right in every yeah. heart they're all longing for mm-hmm. uh but it's a matter of what how you go about yeah. um searching and opening yourself to him. And I think humility is is the key there. It's got to be good news for for America today. Right. Oh yes. It's uh, you know every National Day of Prayer. Mm-hmm. I think of that. When what what when will we meet the requirement oh. of revival? 
when will the mm. we, uh, the knees are bowed and our heads and we're appealing to God and trusting God when will we the balance turn and to where we begin to see mm -hmm. the, the 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 momentum mm -hmm. that's what's happened the momentum is purely on God's side at this point mm -hmm. in the book of Acts no more the the Romans could resist you, it right. and oppose it mm -hmm. and tried mm -hmm. but God was doing something in right. Well, you wonder though if if that's how the Christians at the time felt. Uh, in other words, we can look back and read yeah. that and see it very clearly. Uh, but you kind of wonder if that's how they because they, they still have they have right? Nero. Uh, yeah, they're they're still about to come. Into James the, wrote, mm -hmm. wrote to the suffering. Uh, yes. Believers, Christians, oh, they often they often refer to their suffering and mm -hmm. and uh, you're sharing in the sufferings of Christ Himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they so, might not have felt as if the tides or the momentum is were. not exactly. I know what you mean, but, but. yeah, I know what you mean too. <laughs> I, I know yeah. they Paul was flogged; he was left mm -hmm. for dead; he was. Uh, and yet, even he himself says, "I rejoice." I'm right, and maybe that's where we are today. Just, I mean, I, maybe it's back to that king's one of those main lessons that God is sovereign and in control, and He rewards the faithful, um, and He ex rewards and. And so individually, and as far as America, and as far as what you said about revival, you know, recently there was that Asbury revival that was kind of going around. And, I mean, that, that people were, and and that's, one, you know, wonderful, I'm sure. I, I think, though, from just my own personal and uh, maybe experience and a lot of things that I've read, too, just about, but it's that. Just steady, steadfast, consistent, faithful. You might not even think of it as a revival, but your passion and heart for the Lord, your humility, your just day-to-day -day, uh, coming to the table and thanking the Lord for salvation and loving your spouse and your children if you're or or being a, a wonder you know in at work being truthful and honest and just obedient to scripture and all those and that that to me is more and hard, loving is, your neighbor yes, as yourself that's as revival i mean to me that's that's yeah. revival right there in in your own in your heart and boy that that spreads that what that does that's that's what god called israel to do i mean that's really what he was was to just live their life but differently i you know then those uh, yes. it um it wasn't even to go and necessarily preach to those other nations i mean sometimes it was i guess job mm -hmm. Uh, to Nineveh, <laughs> but um, so you know, it's an answer by the way to one of your questions. Yes, it was. Should we go to? The, so I had asked, what were the capitals of uh, Aram, uh, nor in the north, 
of Assyria, kind of the northeast, and the capital of, what was the other one? Oh, of, of uh, the northern kingdom. Uh, uh, yes, of the northern kingdom. Of Israel, mm-hmm. called Israel. Israel, right. And so Aram, the capital was Samaria. No, no. Damascus. <laughs> I, knew I saw it corrected. The uh, Samaria is an answer. That was the capital of Israel. So Samaria was the capital of uh, Israel. It, it changed. Yes. Over the two hundred years of existence, it changed about three times, three or four times. Right. But Samaria was the last capital. Right. And then Damascus was the capital of Aram, and Nineveh was the capital of. Assyria. Mm-hmm. So, which I just think is very interesting. Nineveh happened to also be the place of a great library of one of the kings that is in, I, I forget his name. It's in, uh, it's in scripture. It's in Kings. And, but it's also just historical. I mean, it's, it's in archaeology yeah. and history books. And he developed, he had this fascination with, at the time, libraries were books, quote-unquote, stone, you know, clay, sorry, clay tablets. And so he collected this, and it was a great, uh, well-known, one of the first libraries of the time. Wasn't uh, it one of the, or maybe at Babylon, the gardens, Babylon, one of yeah. the eight wonders of the uh, world? I don't think the library ended up being one, mm-hmm. no. But, uh, yeah, the Hanging Gardens I was think, one. Yeah, of Babylon, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, sorry, that was uh, just a fun. I, I think it's so neat how that all still ties in today. This is sometimes people think, oh, the Bible, it's such a dusty old book and it doesn't have any relevance. Or, but boy, it just doesn't get more relevant. I don't think it. Uh, it all hinges on God doing his will and his purpose. Mm-hmm. And when the people were pointed in that direction and they were doing, this was this amazing time of, 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 of um, harvest. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the same mandate is ours today mm-hmm. to fulfill that right. great commission in every land, every nation. And so at America, I've been blessed because America contributed, not every American a believer or anything like that, but this nation was being used of God to support world missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about 70, 70, 75% of all the trained Christians at one time in the world, when I first came mm-hmm. on staff, Seventy-five percent of the trained Christians that go to the world were American. Seventy-five mm-hmm. percent of the wealth that supported them was American. Mm-hmm. Now that may not be true today, because other nations are reaching out yes. as well. But we need to stay in and be a part continually of God's redemptive plan Mm -hmm. for the world. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we've got our own nation now needs to be uh, ministered to. (laughs) We don't necessarily need to burn down the the, uh, the false temples of Baal, (laughs) 
But we need to share the gospel. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Every generation. Mm. Uh, we have about five minutes left on the program this evening. You got any questions you yeah. need to answer for someone? I think we have answered, answered all the questions, but I'll, maybe I'll ask another one here just for fun. Uh, if you do have any comments or on the on Kings or, or the book of Acts or just the Holy Spirit or revival, we'd love to hear from you. We don't have too much time, but we could get a quick word in. 210-340-9585. Um, let's do, oh, I like this. Speaking, though, of revival, how old was Josiah when he became king of Judah? And... Mm. Let's. Uh, what happened when Josiah was 26 that led him and Judah to repent of their sin? And so, uh, uh, and which led to a time of revival, if you will, uh, in uh, in Judah at that. So, um, this is hopefully what's happening even now, right? <laughs> With the Bible Live. A couple thousand years ago. Uh, uh, it, it a thousand years later, I mean, <laughs> it resulted in a radio program Lovely. called The Bible Live. <laughs> <laughs> Almost called The Josiah Project. Yeah. So there are your hints. Um, uh, so how old was Josiah when he became king of Judah? And what happened when Josiah was 26 that led him and Judah to repent of their sin? We really only have a couple of minutes. And so um, 210-340-9585 in case, but we'll answer that in here in just a moment. Um, Any more last thoughts? Let's see. Before we go into next week, we're going to be finishing up the book of Acts. And uh, let's see. I, I don't think we actually finish. Oh, we don't get through. Okay. With all acts. Okay. All acts. Week. So that's exciting. Uh, hmm. It's Luke who's the author. I like anything that Luke writes. He's very detailed. He's very picturesque. He's not Jewish. Uh, let's see. Luke, we think, is probably Greek. Um, but And he's very detailed. And at this point... Uh, it's exciting to get to see. You can almost see sort of the melting pot mm-hmm. of uh, of believers at this point. Um, you've got Peter, who's very Jewish, speaking to Greeks. You've got Luke, who's Greek, writing about a Jewish speaker. <laughs> you start to see and that you see the Paul. You, you see Paul is Roman, and he's able to speak anything. He's speaking mainly the Gentiles, <laughs> right? So. And it's really fun to see how God breaks down those barriers, those walls, and this. They're very much still themselves. They have their culture and their history and their language, but you can start to see how the Holy Spirit unites the church body, and it's yeah. it's a lot of fun. Uh, Josiah was eight years old, and the thing that he did was he found the law, he found the Torah, the the Bible, the early Bible, and read scriptures. Allowed to the people of Judah, and it and it uh, had created a revival, a, a little moment in that 350 years where they were turning back to the Lord, and that was through hearing Scripture. And so we hope and we pray that that's what um, 
this program might even play a part in that in your life and in San Antonio and to whoever might be listening. Um, we know that, uh, like he said, his, the word will never return void. Uh, it will have its way and its purpose, just like God does. And we can trust him. We can trust his word. You can know and rest assured he has your best interest. He loves you and adores you. He has experienced the absolute worst so that you never will and you're never alone in what you feel like is um, the worst. So I uh, hope that's a little bit of an encouragement for you oh. tonight. And as we make our way through the book of Acts, I'll put an encouragement as well. Yes, and he's uh, personal. Because that same yeah. power yeah. is available mm-hmm. and the same purpose Right. It's there. Right. The redemptive plan of God. That's right. And we can still participate. Turn back the tide of evil. Uh, join us next week. We'll be right here, 9 o'clock on Sunday evening. This is The Bible Live. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. Good night. Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.